Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. I always want to say, I always say good morning because I'm recording in the morning, but I know you aren't always listening in the morning. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I've been working on this particular episode for a while. That's not usually the case. I usually crank them out pretty quickly. But today we're going to be talking about thyroid health. I get a lot of questions about this from people who think they might have a thyroid issue or people who have a known thyroid issue or fear that they might get one. Um, And it's a really common challenge that can be very, very frustrating. And this is a critical issue for all of us, whether we have a thyroid issue or not. Because if you do, we want to make it better. And if you don't, we want to make sure you keep it that way. And I'm speaking here, and probably the reason it took me a while to put this together, I'm speaking here from recent and deep personal experience. This episode kind of came together as a result of my own personal research for my own life because I was very recently, just a couple weeks ago now, uh, diagnosed with some thyroid issues. And of course, I wanted to learn as much as possible. And that began with my endocrinologist, who, who was great. But as we know, medical doctors don't get much, if any, training on nutrition. So there were a lot of holes after my conversation with her. So I've got to start out this episode giving credit and sincere thanks to a few people who were really responsible for helping me feel more empowered with my own diagnosis and my own path forward. They've got some incredible information out there, free and not free, about this complex concern of thyroid health that so many of us have. First of all, Chris Cresser. Uh, Those of you who dip into the paleo or primal world online probably know that name, and if you don't, doesn't matter at all. Uh, He's an author. One of the books that he most famously wrote is called The Paleo Cure. He's got a blog, he's got a podcast, and he also has an incredible free ebook on thyroid health and thyroid disorders that I found very, very helpful. I'm going to be sharing a lot of that information, and I will link it up if you want to get your hands on that ebook. I'll link it up over on the show notes for this episode at primalpotential.com. Next, I got to give a huge shout out to my friend, Jade Tita of Metabolic Effect. I first met him back in 2005 when he was a trainer at a Gold's Gym to which I belonged at the time. And he was one of the first people I reached out to. In fact, come to think about it, I reached out to him a few months ago when I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. And we we chatted. He gave me some great insight. And then uh, after some more lab work and some more time, I, he was one of the first people I reached out to after 
this diagnosis, and he looped me in right away to the metabolic effect adrenal and thyroid protocol, uh, which is not a free program, but worth every freaking cent. I will link that up over in the show notes as well. And of course, I have a million books on hormones on my bookshelf that, uh, now have far more underlines and uh, turn down corners than they did ever before. So I will link to my favorites over on the show notes at primalpotential.com as well. I will tell you more about my issues, my symptoms, what led me to this and what I'm doing differently now, but not quite yet. We'll get there. And this might end up being a two-part episode. If not, it might be a longer episode. There is a lot to say here. Here's what I want to do today. I want to talk generally about the thyroid, what it is and what it does. I want to talk right off the bat about fears that people have when it comes to thyroid issues, fears that it means you can't ever lose weight. I want to encourage a positive perspective in dealing with any and all of this or dealing with any time where you feel like something's not right and I don't know what it is. And I want to share with you about my diagnosis, what led me to it, what I think contributed to the problems that I was experiencing, and what I'm doing differently, and strategies, specific strategies that all of us can take something away from so that we not just protect our thyroid, whether we have an issue or not, but really protect our overall health. Because when you develop a thyroid issue, it didn't initially necessarily start with the thyroid. Maybe it did, but oftentimes there is another issue, an immune issue or a stress issue or an inflammation issue. And so even if you're not experiencing thyroid problems and you don't even know what that means, we must take care of our overall health in a few specific and powerful ways to ensure that we don't get to the point where our thyroid, which controls so much of our overall health, becomes impaired as a downstream effect of another challenge, okay? This is incredibly important whether you have a thyroid issue or not. In fact, this is incredibly important whether you have a thyroid or not. Seriously, even if you've had your thyroid removed and you're on thyroid hormones, this is important. And I'll tell you why. Before I do, I I don't want to waste another minute before addressing a mindset that I want you to really take into this conversation. If you have a thyroid issue, you can still burn fat. If you have no thyroid at all, you can still burn fat. If you have some unknown medical thing going on and you know something's wrong and you don't have answers yet, there are answers. Just because you haven't found them yet doesn't mean you never will. You have options. You have so many options. You always have options. And one of the first ones I encourage you to choose is patience and then persistence. There's somebody I follow on Instagram that shared some business advice recently that uh, I think applies perfectly here. He said, there are literally hundreds of ways to improve your business. If you can't find them, you are complacent. Reject complacency. And I want to really apply that to the pursuit of health or fat loss here. There are hundreds of ways to improve your health and make progress towards your goals. You don't have to do all of them, and there might be some of them you can't do or won't do or don't want to do, and that's fine, but that doesn't mean that there aren't more. There are hundreds of ways, and if you can't find them, you're being complacent. And I'm saying that as much to myself as I'm saying it to you. 
Are you focusing on what you can do, on what you can improve? Or are you focused on what you can't do or what's hard or what's not working, right? This tough love that I'm given is the same tough love I give to myself too, guys, right? Because it's easy to focus on being so busy and life being hard and being tired and hormonal and emotional or having the hormonal or habitual deck stacked against you. But you don't have the deck stacked against you. You have all the cards. You have all the cards. If you find yourself thinking that your thyroid issue just isn't fair or your whatever issue just isn't fair, right? It's totally fair. I disagree with you completely there. It's life. Let's say you have a car, right? You get the oil changed once. Do you think that there's never going to be another problem? Or because you paid a lot of money for this car that nothing's ever going to go wrong? Or if something does go wrong, it's not fair? I mean, things happen, right? Maybe you hit a deer. Maybe a belt snaps in the engine, right? It's not not fair. Of course it's fair. It's a machine that has to be taken care of and things get messed up, right? So you take care of it. And if you wait and you don't take care of it, it gets worse. That's not not fair. That's just what happens, right? All we can do is take care of ourselves, focus on what we can do today, and understand that that doesn't mean there won't ever be a problem. There will probably be a problem. And so you fix it because that's what has to be done. No complaining needed. No complaining needed. So let's start with what the thyroid is, where it is, and what it does. So your thyroid is a gland in your neck. It's about two inches long, and it's towards the front of your throat below the Adam's apple. And it's got two sides that are separated by your windpipe, and each side is called a lobe, right? Just like your earlobes, there's two, there's two lobes of the thyroid, and they're sort of straddling your windpipe below your Adam's apple. But let's not use words like gland. I said it's a gland, and I, I hate defining things with things like, oh, yeah, a gland, but we don't really know what that means, right? That's kind of a thing for me. When we take things for granted because we've heard them before, but we don't really know what that means, right? Yes, I am the annoying girl who reads a book, and if I stumble upon a word I don't know, I do stop and look it up. I'm that girl. So a gland is an organ, but what makes it different, what makes it a gland is that it secretes something, Right? And in this case, when we talk about the thyroid gland, it's secreting something, and, and, and with all glands, it's secreting something your body needs. With the thyroid gland, it's an endocrine gland, so it is an organ that secretes hormones, right? Your endocrine gl glands in general secrete hormones into the blood rather than through a duct, and... That is what controls so much of our body. When we think of the thyroid, we tend to think that the thyroid is just about controlling our ability to lose weight, controlling our metabolism. But it is far, far, far more than that. Your thyroid gland is going to control the metabolic rate of every organ in your body, okay? Every single cell, every single cell in your entire body has receptors for thyroid hormones. Your whole entire body needs your thyroid hormones. Now, when we say that your thyroid gland controls the metabolic rate of every organ in your body, 
I think because we have this this general understanding of metabolism being about weight loss or weight gain, we overlook the importance of this. So let's go back to what metabolism is. It's not just about burning fat or storing fat. Metabolism is about energy. Your body's ability and efficiency in harvesting energy, getting energy, releasing energy from fuel. And that fuel can be the food we eat, or it can be fuel stored in our bodies, right? Our muscle tissue, our fat mass. Metabolism is also creating fuel, building muscle, or storing fat. All of that is metabolism. And so your thyroid gland controls the metabolic rate of every organ in your body. What that means is your thyroid is really responsible for everything being able to do what it does, everything in your body being able to get the energy that it needs to function or create the energy that you need overall to function. Your thyroid is about everything in your body, not just your weight, not just your body fat. It's about every part of your body having the ability to get what it needs and do what it needs to do. Your thyroid hormones regulate your breathing. They regulate your heart rate, your nervous system, of course your body weight, your strength. If you're a female, it regulates your menstrual cycles. It regulates your body temperature, your cholesterol levels, right? Now, when we talk about the thyroid, one of the things that makes this such a challenging area of health and one where people tend to have more questions than answers, especially medical professionals, It's because your thyroid is a complex little guy, really, truly, right? When we look at the thyroid, there's not just one thyroid hormone. If that was the case, then the solutions would be a lot more simple. And it's not just that your thyroid is just about your thyroid hormones. It's not. It's about so much more than that. So related specifically to your thyroid hormones, right, we have to look at each one of them. We have to look at is one imbalanced and one is not. Some of them are inactive and have to be activated in order to work. So in addition to looking at just the totality of your thyroid hormones, we have to look at your body's ability to activate those which need to be activated. Does your body do that efficiently? You also have thyroid antibodies. Antibodies are part of your immune system. When they're functioning properly, they protect your thyroid. When they're not, they can destroy your thyroid. And then there are other cofactors like minerals and other nutrients that your thyroid needs in order to function properly. If you have them, okay. If you don't, then nothing else is going to work efficiently or properly as it should. So there's lots of different factors, and that's, again, what leads to the complexity here and the confusion and the frustration and a lot of misdiagnoses and ineffective treatments and so many different intertwined health strategies. And that just goes back to my point of there are so many options, whether you have a thyroid issue or you don't. There are a bazillion ways that we can take strides towards improving our overall health and improving 
our thyroid health. And this might be a good segue into what happened with me. And I'll give you that background briefly. And then we'll go into strategies for protecting your thyroid, for healing your thyroid, and what I'm changing uh, since I'm sort of understanding now what's going on with my body uniquely. Okay. So we'll call it roughly eight months ago. I'm not quite sure when all of this began, um, hindsight being 2020. I started to feel a little bit more on edge than normal. So just sort of like mm, more more tired, um, more stressed out, I guess. My weight seemed more challenging than ever to manage. That's how it began. And I don't want to say that I ignored it. But to me, the reason was obvious. I was really stressed out. It was a tough time in life. I was getting a divorce. That's incredibly stressful. Obviously, I have a new business. I knew I was working too much. I knew I was probably not sleeping as much as I should have. Working too many hours in a day and too many days, period, not resting enough. Um, I was moving, uh, sort of bouncing around a little bit. And so I wasn't unsure of what was going on. It wasn't like, oh, you're eating too much. No, it was just like there's way too much stress. And I knew that that stress had hormonal implications and was impacting my sleep. It wasn't that I wasn't prioritizing sleep. It was that the stress from other life situations were making it harder to fall asleep and stay asleep. So I wasn't overlooking the issue. It's just that I didn't understand that the rabbit hole went a little bit deeper than that. My self-talk was, Elizabeth, you got to take care of yourself. I really thought that it was all a stress issue and it was a tough season of life. And like, so of course things don't feel quite right. I wish I could tell you that I made a whole bunch of changes to feel better, but I didn't. I made some small changes, but again, I just chalked it up to being an intensely stressful season of life and this too shall pass kind of thing. But then I started to get headaches, and I'm not much of a headache person. Uh, I, I rarely get headaches, and these weren't normal headaches. Now, I was told that they were ocular migraines, and, and maybe they were, uh, but they were pretty severe headaches, like losing uh, parts of my field of vision, really not being able to work when they happened because I couldn't see, uh, numbness and tingling and cramping uh, down my arms and my legs, nausea and vomiting, things like that. They, they kind of felt like strokes. Um, but they would, didn't happen all that often. And again, when you look at ocular migraines that, that affect the field of your vision, one of the big triggers is stress. And I was stressed. So again, it just seemed like, well, I can't like not get divorced. I can't stop moving. I can't, you know, shut down the business, especially, you know, being single. So and not that I ever wanted to don't no no emails about you're not gonna no. But what I'm saying is there were factors about my stress that I couldn't control. And and so again, I wish I could tell you that I did all these things differently, but I didn't. The symptoms persisted. And the headaches continued. They weren't every day, but but they were more frequent than I wanted. Um, Dizziness. Things where I would go into the gym and when I would get up off the floor from doing something, I literally would have to pause for four or five seconds because I was feeling extremely dizzy. I would squat down to get something from a low uh, a low cabinet below the counter. And again, when I would stand up, I would be very dizzy. If I was laying down on the couch and sat up, I would be very dizzy. Um, another thing that happened was 
really weird bruising. So I've lifted weights since I was in middle school. Um, and in the last several months, I was getting pretty severe bruising when I was lifting weights. So certain certain things that I would, would do, w- the weight would touch my legs or would touch my shoulders, and I would have bruising. I started playing racquetball, and just the the pressure of the end of the racket kind of like rubbing against my forearm, um, the inside of my forearm would leave me with these big bruises. I was playing volleyball with my sister and we were literally just like peppering back and forth, nothing major. And I, and I had all of these broken blood vessels uh, on the insides of my arms. Really weird. So, so not like, oh, I ran into a wall and got a bruise kind of bruise, but like lots of things were leaving bruises. Trouble sleeping. And in hindsight, as I share all this with you, I'm like, dude, <laughs> you thought all this was stress? And, and I think stress was probably one of the initial triggers, but I'm not beating myself up for it because this is part of life and life is about learning. And I have more answers now than I had a few weeks ago. And there is so much I can do. So I think stress was definitely a factor. Maybe that triggered some immune issues because of the hormonal impacts of stress. And maybe these immune issues catalyzed a thyroid issue. Maybe there was always an underlying thyroid issue. And the season of life sort of triggered it and exacerbated it. But the more time that went by, the worse it got. And we could go on and on about symptoms, but what matters most is what I'm doing about it, right? And while we're still working towards a complete diagnosis and sort of looking at some different factors, which I'm sure I'll continue to share with you guys as the journey goes on, one thing that is known at this point is uh, one of the early diagnoses was Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And I hate the word Hashimoto because it makes me think of Quasimodo and like I just don't really like that, but Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which... One of the one of the things that initially triggered us to that diagnosis is that I had elevated thyroid antibodies, which means that this is an immune issue. My immune system has been attacking my thyroid, which leads to impaired thyroid function or hypothyroid, an underactive thyroid. But the solution here, guys, for me, right? And I'm not a doctor, but the solution here for me is not just to slap me on some thyroid meds and call it a day, although that is part of it. I must address the immune issue. The fact that my immune system is hypersensitive right now and attacking things that it should not be. Part of this, of course, is stress management, but there is much more than that. So for those of you, and I hear from you over email and I understand your perspective, for those of you who think that this is just easy for me, that this is just my MO and nothing is ever hard, you're wrong and that's okay. I'm excited though about learning about my body and having a fantastic opportunity handed right to me to take better care of myself because that needed to happen, right? I let the stress get out of control, which so many of us do. Now, when I feel frustrated, and that definitely happens, and I know it happens for most people, when I feel frustrated with not having all the answers I want to have or feeling like, you know, my, my body got a little bit out of control, like out of whack, the stress response, the headaches, the dizziness, all, all of it, it's easy to feel frustrated. 
I remind myself of the Rumi quote, and I probably do this a thousand times a day. You've seen my descent. Now watch my rising. So many times in life, whether it was when I was 350 pounds, whether it was when I was $130,000 in debt, whatever it was, whether it was divorce, whether it was starting a business and, and figuring out how to do that all on my own, um, there are a lot of periods that we could consider descent. But with all of those periods come an opportunity to say, now watch my rising, watch what I'm going to do about it. Of course, it's been a rough few months, right? And just about every way you can imagine. Welcome to the human experience, though. So now we fight for the other side and we do it joyfully because it's an opportunity to feel better and to be better. So let's talk about that fight for the other side. We'll talk about what can go wrong and what you can do about it. If you have a thyroid issue, or if you suspect that you have a thyroid issue, or if you just want to protect your thyroid, start with your blood sugar, right? Start respecting the blood sugar fluctuations of your body and really work to minimize those fluctuations. Eat less sugar. Cut back on processed foods. Follow Without exception, the golden rules of carbs and fat loss that I outlined in episode 195 of the podcast. Why? Because the less control that you have over insulin, right? The more you're sort of having these roller coaster fluctuations of blood sugar and insulin, the more trouble your thyroid is in. If you have constant or regular or extreme elevation of insulin, if you're not controlling your blood sugar, you will damage your thyroid period. So that is one of the first places to start. Remember, of all the strategies we talk about, you don't have to do all of them. Let's start with the most high impact ones, and that is absolutely one of them. Now, you might already be doing that. I know I was. You might feel like you eat really clean and really fat loss friendly, and I know that will be frustrating for you. It was for me. But just because you're doing some things doesn't mean you're doing everything. There is more you can do. One way to heal your thyroid or protect your thyroid is to heal your gut. And this will be one of my own personal primary strategies, and I'll tell you why. I told you guys that when I got my lab work back, my thyroid antibodies were elevated, which indicates an immune issue. And if it's an immune issue, guess what? It's a gut issue. It's a GI tract issue. These two are inextricably linked your immune system, your gut, your thyroid, because the lion's share of your immune system is in your GI tract. So your immune integrity, your immune strength depends on your gut integrity, your gut health strength. About 90% of people with hypothyroid are producing antibodies to their own thyroid tissue, which causes the immune system to attack and destroy the thyroid, which over time, obviously, is going to lead to lower thyroid hormone levels, right? In this case, your thyroid issues are very likely not the primary issue. 
The primary issue is very likely an immune system issue. I really believe that this is the case for me, that the chronic stress that really got out of control impaired my immune system. And when my immune system was impaired, there were many issues, only one of which was this thyroid issue, okay? When your body is fighting something, we have to say, what is my body fighting and why, right? When we look at hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid, the immune form of that is Hashimoto's, which is shared is, is, is what they told me that, that I'm going to be working through and overcoming. Hashimoto's is the most common autoimmune disorder in the United States, right? And, and when you have this autoimmune situation where you're producing antibodies to your own thyroid, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a hypothyroid, but it probably means it's coming because you cannot indefinitely have your body attacking your thyroid without it ultimately impacting your production of thyroid hormones, okay? We have to remember that our GI tract protects our entire body. And when we have an, a stress response that is chronic, that triggers an immune reaction, we are impairing our ability to protect our body. And that absolutely has to do with the gut. So many times we don't put these things together, immune issues, stress, stress issues, and the gut. But they go together, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. Anything that gets through the lining of your gut, nutrients, pathogens, good stuff or bad stuff, it has access to your body, to your blood, to your cells, right? And anything that doesn't get through and gets excreted doesn't have insider access. It doesn't get through. And there are so many things that can impair the integrity of our gut lining, and that's going to impact our immune system. It's going to impact our thyroid health. When we say that about 70 to 80% of the immune system is in the gut, we're talking about a couple of different things. One of them is just the protective mechanism, right? It's the first line of defense when you eat or drink or ingest anything, right? So that's a big part of like it's a physical barrier for your body. But the second part of it, and it's a bit more scientific, is that your GI tract, your gut, is home of what is called GALT, G-A-L-T, which is an acronym that stands for gut-associated lymphoid tissue, gut-associated lymphoid tissue, and that is the bulk of your immune system, physically speaking, right? This gut-associated lymphoid tissue, or GALT, it stores the immune cells that protect us, right? That produce these um, these chemicals that fight off the bad guys. Consider it sort of like the army reserves of your body, your soldiers, right? Now, when the physical barrier, that GI lining, starts to break down, and that can happen as a result of stress, right? We break that physical barrier. That's what's called leaky gut. Things get through that shouldn't go through. And not only can you have GI symptoms, that is now an immune issue, Things get through that shouldn't, and it triggers an immune response, right? 
components of food maybe that get through that shouldn't or pathogens that get through that shouldn't and they get attacked and sometimes the things that get through that shouldn't aren't necessarily dangerous like food particles right but because they're not supposed to be there to begin with because the integrity of your gut lining is impaired you now have this immune reaction like like an allergy or in some cases something more severe like attacking your own thyroid right So this is why gut health is such a critical component of not just overall health, but thyroid health. And the rabbit hole goes deeper here with thyroid, and and it will explain why this is one of the big areas that I will personally be focusing on, my gut health, in light of this new diagnosis. So your thyroid hormones influence the integrity of this gut lining. And as I said earlier, there are a bunch of different thyroid hormones, but a couple of them, T3 and T4, they actually have a role in protecting the lining of your gut from stress and breakdown. So if you have hypothyroid or you're not able to convert your inactive thyroid hormones to active thyroid hormones, then you don't have the same protection going on. And so it becomes this cycle, right? Your, your gut lining breaks down even more, which can then impair your thyroid even more, which then you have fewer tools to protect this gut lining, so it breaks down even more, right? The other thing that is a component here, and why I say the rabbit hole goes deeper, and this is such an important factor, is that uh, thyroid-stimulating hormone, a different thyroid hormone, actually plays a role in the formation of this GALT tissue I mentioned, the gut-associated lymphoid tissue. So... If you either don't have enough of this TSH, this thyroid-stimulating hormone, or if your cells are not responding to it, which can be a resistance issue, it can be a cellular receptor issue, lots of different factors here, then you are not producing and maintaining your gut-associated lymphoid tissue as effectively as you could, right? The other factor here is that your gut is home to tons of bacteria, healthy bacteria and unhealthy bacteria, all the same. And if you have too much of the bad bacteria and not enough of the good bacteria, then your thyroid is in trouble. I mean, your general health is too, but your thyroid is too. Now, there's a reason for this. I don't just want to leave it as like, oh, well, if you have bacterial imbalance, your thyroid is in trouble. I want to go a little bit deeper into the science because I want you to really understand this. Okay, I mentioned that you have inactive thyroid and active thyroids, right? And or hormones. You have inactive thyroid hormones, you have active thyroid hormones. And in order for your thyroid to function properly, you have to be able to efficiently and effectively convert the inactive thyroid hormone to the active thyroid hormone. Well, how do you do that? One of the things that is required, well, in any sort of catalyzation, in any um, conversion process, you need enzymes. In the case of converting your inactive thyroid to your active thyroid hormone, you need a particular enzyme called sulfatase. And sulfatase comes from your good, healthy gut bacteria. So if you don't have enough of it, 
If you don't have enough of this good, healthy, beneficial bacteria, otherwise known as probiotics in your gut, then you will be impaired in your ability to convert your inactive thyroid hormones to active thyroid hormones. Some of that conversion even happens in the gut. So there is an undeniable link between your thyroid health and your gut. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to I'm going to break this episode and there is part 2 and I just don't want to go on forever and ever and ever, but what we're going to talk about in the next section of this episode is food intolerances, inflammation. We are going to talk about the role of fat, dietary fat in thyroid health. We are going to talk about um, a bunch of different changes specifically that I am making in addition to gut health. What does that mean? What am I doing? We're going to talk about all of those things in part two of this episode. I just don't want this to be a 90-minute episode. So we're going to break here and come back for part two of how to heal your thyroid. We will wrap up with what I ate yesterday, which will make a lot more sense uh, when we talk in a few days in part two. Uh, what I ate yesterday, I was on a red eye overnight, um, so I had some salami, which I just got from like a local place where I was and ate that on the red eye, had some almonds on the drive home, had a hypoallergenic pea protein shake when I got home, and then dinner was cauliflower rice with canned salmon and Primal Kitchen's chipotle mayo. So I will link to these resources over in the show notes. Do not miss part two, again, where we'll be talking about food sensitivities and allergies and common allergens that can... uh, exacerbate or even create a thyroid issue. We'll be talking about the role of dietary fat and which ones help your thyroid and which ones don't. And we'll be talking more specifically about the changes that I am making in light of these issues. We'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you got questions, let me know and I will work to incorporate them in upcoming episodes. Take care. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall.